everyone. Um, I am grateful to welcome you here to worship um, this morning. Um, we uh, um, have an exciting week ahead of us. Um, I know it says I'm not on, but you can hear me? Okay. Um, we have an exciting week ahead of us um, in the life of the church because um, our day camp from Heartland Center will be here Um all week long with um, over 25 kids from our community uh, who will be um, learning and growing in their faith um, as they enjoy some time um, here on our property and with um, our amazing uh, day camp staff and Ellie Nigro who's volunteering uh, this week for us as a counselor as well. Um, So just invite you to be in prayer over that week and all of those kiddos that will be coming to camp, some of them from our own community or kids connected here to the church. Um, uh, so just covet your prayers for a really great week of camp. Um, we also uh, will be um, uh, helping just provide hospitality to our counselors. And so there's a sign up genius. Um, I think there's the link to it on the back. If you would like to help um, provide food for the counselors, you can take them out to dinner, bring food in, uh, make a donation for groceries bake some fun treats for them in the morning, any of those things. Um, And so check that out if you are interested um, in that. Uh, We did experience um, an unfortunate incident over the weekend um, with um, a rock getting thrown through the door of our church. Um, uh, Just so everybody kind of knows what's going on and is on the same page. Uh, We really don't know if that was just an act of vandalism or an attempted robbery that our security camera kind of deterred and people just left the scene. Um, So we will be uh, obviously filing an insurance claim and getting the damage taken care of. Um, But um, just, you know, it's always unsettling, right, when uh, somebody does something to your home and this is our home. So just prayers over our community, and um, we just want to continue to be loving, warm, and welcoming um, presence uh, in our neighborhood and encourage that spirit amongst um, all people. So we'll continue to do that work um, here. Um, I think those are um, the main announcements that I had uh, this morning. Um, I would uh, just invite you as we settle into this time and space together um, to uh, stand and just greet the people around you um, with the love and grace of our God as we begin uh, prepare to worship this morning together.
as we uh, settle into this time and space, I just invite you to turn your hearts and your minds to the worship of our God this day. Good morning. No, I'm not David Brantley. <laughs> that is David Brantley. <laughs> we teamed up to cover things this week. So will you please rise in body or in spirit and join me in the call to worship? Gathered in the name of Jesus Christ, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and blessed by God, we come to worship you, holy God. O oh God, our own God, how wonderful is your name in all the earth. Your majesty is the music of the starry skies, yet even children of dust can sing your praises. In the name of the healer, the provider, and the enabler, let your gratitude and joy be made known. O oh God, our own God, how wonderful is your name in all the earth.
please be seated. Our God is always working for our good. When we get tripped up by sin, when we stumble upon temptations, our God is always ready to catch our fall and help us find our way on the path toward wholeness once more. Let us be honest with our guide, God about how we have lost our way so that we might give room for God's grace to be at work in us. Please join me. Holy Lord, it is so easy for us to lose our way because we try to be self-reliant. We fall prey to temptation. We value our possessions more than you. We think we have it all figured out instead of asking you for your wisdom. We doubt your presence and close ourselves off to your possibilities. Forgive us, Lord. May these struggles we face in the life of faith be used by you to help us grow through the challenges we encounter cultivate endurance in us that will help us continue on the path toward wholeness. Bring us to life for you and your purposes for us. Amen. And now, Lord, hear our personal prayers of confession we offer up to you in this time of reflection. Amen. Friends, God is always working for our good. When we ask God for forgiveness, God responds with grace and mercy every time. So hear this good news. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. As we come to um, our time of prayer together, I will open us in prayer and leave space for you to lift up the prayers you bring with you this morning. After each prayer is said, I'll repeat it so all who are worshiping with us can hear it, um, and then say, Lord, in your mercy, and invite you to respond to our prayer. We'll close our time of prayer together by saying the Lord's Prayer as a family of faith. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, uh, we know that you are a God that uh, works for our good. 
that you are a God that longs for completeness and wholeness for all your children, uh, that you are a God that longs for us to have life and more life. And so we know that you are a God uh, that listens to us. In our scripture today, uh, you will ask us to turn to you in prayer when we don't know what to do. Um, And James will remind us uh, that you, our God, are our help. So we come before you this day asking uh, for the help that we and others in our community and world need. Hear our prayers this morning, O Lord. I just echo um, all the prayers on Robert's heart this morning. Uh, Those for his uh, friend in the hospital, um, for our own community, and um, uh, the situation with our building, uh, for our church family, his family, and for um, the police department, God. Uh, We just lift up those prayers to you, saying, Lord, in your mercy, Uh, Yes, Lord, we continue to lift up um, the people of Uvalde and all who were touched um, by that awful circumstance there. Lord, in your mercy. We lift up Darlene to you, O God, who has an appointment. Uh, with her cancer doctor this week and um, is feeling anxiety about that and just um, ask you to be with her and comfort her. And we pray, um, uh, we just pray that that goes better than she expects. Lord, in your mercy. Yes, God, we lift up Robert's cousin who's preparing um, to welcome a baby into the world. Lord, in your mercy. I ask um, also prayers for Carly Maxson, um, a teacher we knew through Central Elementary uh, who had um, uh, her son this week, uh, very premature at just 25 weeks of gestation. Um, God, we just thank you for um, just the care and protection over both of them so far. And we lift up little Miller to you that um, you would just help him grow from the one pound eight ounces at his birth into um, the beautiful child of yours uh, that you designed him to be. Lord, in your mercy.
Yes, Lord. We just echo uh, Stevie's continued prayers for her cousin Robbie's um, family after um, he died unexpectedly and suddenly um, after damage to his heart was done. And um, God, we just thank you for the provision that is already coming to them um, and the answered prayers uh, for just you to be walking with them and helping guide them through this really difficult time. And Lord, we just ask that you would continue that, um, uh, provide uh, for um, his wife and those kiddos, um, just your presence, your comfort, all that is needed, Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Yes, God, we lift up um, Robert's prayers for his mom and just the injury to her ankle, and we thank you for the healing that has already occurred, and uh, just pray for complete um, healing and wellness for her. Lord, in your mercy. God, I just lift up um, Jimmy's prayer of thanksgiving for um, his sister Gail here, who um, is helping him get back to Alcoholics Anonymous. And God, I just hear his heart, um, his desire to uh, just uh, continue to grow and learn um, and faithfully follow you. And I just thank you for all the ways you come alongside us, Lord, and provide what's needed along our journey. Um, and God, I'm just so grateful for Jimmy's presence in our community and um, the gift that he is to us, and I'm grateful this community can be a gift and support to him as well. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Lord, we lift up our country and all of our leaders as inflation soars, and we have so many people who um, struggle to put food on their table and to get to work. Yes, God. I just echo uh, Jeanette's prayers for our nation um, it's, and uh, our leaders in this season of uh, increasing inflation and just all of the economic hardship that places on ordinary people. Um, Lord, just help us find a way forward um, uh, to a better place uh, for all. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we lift all of these prayers up to you, uh, those that have been spoken in this space, those that we are carrying within. We lift them up to you in the powerful and strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. 
saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Um, I'd invite uh, the children to come forward. Coco, if you want to come hang out with me up here. How are you, my dear? Good. It's good to see you. Do you recognize what we have up here? Cameras. Yeah. Is this the kind of camera you typically use? Yeah, me either. I just use my phone. These are fancy cameras. These are like photographer cameras. And the reason we've got them um, up here and kind of using that as an image um, is the title of our sermon series uh, this month is Paparazzi. Have you ever heard of the paparazzi before? I'm kind of wondering if this is less a thing in our day where everybody has a phone and takes pictures everywhere all the time. But um, paparazzi are professional photographers that go around taking pictures of famous people to sell to media outlets because for whatever reason, we really like to know what's going on in famous people's lives, right? And um, they uh, like to catch photographs, especially when people aren't paying attention or know that they're there, right? And the reason we um, have that image for our sermon series is we are in the book, we're going to be studying the book of James this summer. And um, James really encourages us to think about um, our faith, both what is happening on our inside and also the way we are living our faith out loud, outside. And because um, James wants, um, and cares about, God cares about, right? Um, both what's going on inside of us, like what we're thinking and feeling about things, which sometimes we kind of keep hidden, right? But then also the ways we are living our faith in the world um, because other people are watching us, right? And paying attention and we can be a witness to other people and our actions impact other people um, in the world. But you can't really have one without the other, right? So, like, if we're, like, acting good, but inside we're, like, kind of angry or upset or having kind of mean thoughts about somebody, even if we're treating them nice in person, that really, deep down, isn't good for us or for them because we're not being genuine with them, right? Um, but at the same time, if um, we don't live out our faith, um, out in the world where people can see, um, then um, it, our faith isn't, um, isn't active and alive in the world. It's not doing good in the world, right? Um, and it's kind of limited. And so we're going to be thinking about both of those things over the weeks that we're studying the book of James because God really cares about what's going on inside of us and outside of us. God wants us to be people um, who are real, right? So that our actions meet, match our feelings and our thoughts and our thoughts and our feelings match our actions so that we're authentic um, and people um, can trust us um, and God knows um, our hearts and we share our heart with God. Um, and so we'll be learning a lot about that together and um, you are going to get to do some learning this week at day camp, yeah? Yeah, we're really excited for you to come and um, a lot of what you guys will be thinking about this week is, is similar things. It's about um, how our hearts are in line with God, but then also how our actions are in line with God's will, how we can love ourselves and love people um, with all of who we are. So let's pray about your week ahead and all the ways we're going to learn and grow together this summer, okay? 
Gracious and holy God, we are so grateful that you are a God that cares about the details of our life, that you are a God that knows us completely and longs for us um, to be at peace um, and to live lives um, that are good um, and with integrity both for ourselves and for the people around us. God, we just pray that as we enter into uh, this summer together, as Coco prepares for a really fun week at camp, um, that you would just um, be with um, all of us as we seek to continue to grow, to continue to learn from you, um, continue uh, to figure out what it means to live lives um, where our uh, love and faith in you are evident um, on the inside and the outside. God, thank you for who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Coco. I'd invite you all to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, uh, we just echo that prayer um, we just had uh, with Miss Coco, um, that prayer for learning and growth in all of us. As we uh, step into this new sermon series um, where we'll be listening uh, to the witness and words inspired by you and given to us um, through your servant James. Um, Lord, just open in us a willingness to hear you. Um, help us be self-reflective as we step into this time together. Um, Lord, uh, just be with us, um, guide us and lead us um, as we seek to be more faithful to you, to be more true to who we were meant to be. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. So as we uh, begin our study in the book of James, um, we're going to Start at the very beginning. That's a good place to start, right? Um, the introduction uh, to his pastoral letter um, that most scholars believe were written by a person. So there's a number of Jameses in the Bible. Uh, but most scholars believe um, that it was the James who was referred to as the brother of the Lord in the book of Galatians. Um, this James was the leader of the church in Jerusalem um, in the earliest days of the church. Um, the historian Josephus records his death at 62 CE. Um, so this is, this is before the church was super organized. Um, it was when its witness was very much amongst um, the Jewish people as well um, as Gentile Christians. Um, and as we'll see in just a moment's time, um, James writes this letter to the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered outside Jerusalem and Palestine. And it is clear that he is writing them as they um, are facing trials and tribulations. He's writing them as their pastor, seeking to help guide them um, through those difficulties. This word from James feels like a fitting word for us to encounter as we find ourselves in a season in our world full of its own trials and difficulties. James seeks to instruct his readers about a faith that is alive, active, and ready to respond in the face of those challenges. So let's listen uh, to his word, uh, God's word for us this day, as it comes um, from the first chapter of James, verses 1 to 18, 
I'll be reading from Eugene Peterson's translation of scripture, The Message. I, James, am a slave of God and the Master Jesus, riding to the twelve tribes scattered to kingdom come. Hello. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. When down and outers get a break, cheer. And when the arrogant rich are brought down to size, cheer. Prosperity is as short-lived as a wildflower, so don't ever count on it. You know that as soon as the sun rises, pouring down its scorching heat, the flower withers. Its petals wilt, and before you know it, that beautiful face is a barren stem. Well, that's a picture of the prosperous life. At the very moment everyone is looking on in admiration, it fades away to nothing. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head-on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby, sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. So my very dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought us to life using the true word, showing us off as the crown of all his creatures. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So as I was noting with Coco, I think we live in a world where more and more people are becoming their own paparazzi. Culturally, the likes of Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat are inviting us to capture our own lives and put them on display for all to see. But there are plenty of filters for us to choose from, and more often than not, people share their highlight reel instead of a more honest picture of their day-to-day. The true paparazzi are not something that you and I have to worry about all that much, I would imagine. But it is an evocative metaphor for us to think about as we step into the book of James. The paparazzi make their money by snapping photos of the famous. And while there's money to be made getting those red carpet shots, 
their most significant prizes are shots taken when the famous have no idea anyone is watching. Shots that capture their private, unfiltered life when they aren't prepared or expecting anyone to snag a picture of them in their more natural habitat and state of being. As we dive into this series together, it's those snapshots of our lives that we are most concerned about. What is captured through the camera lens focused on our lives when we don't think anyone is watching? James is concerned with both our public and our private lives, both with what we are thinking and feeling on the inside and with how those thoughts and feelings get lived out on the outside. Through this series, we will grab a camera and zoom in on the details of our life as we live it from the inside out, both our individual and family's lives, as well as our collective life. I'm going to be honest from the get-go. This kind of self-examination James invites us to here, that zooming in, is not always the most comfortable. But y'all, comfortable is not exactly where God wants us to be. It is rarely from a place of comfort that growth occurs. They aren't called growing pains for nothing. And our God longs for us to continue growing into who we were created to be. James, the pastor, had that same longing for those scattered 12 tribes. So let's dive into his word for us today. James begins with the lessons to his readers that is so important for us to grasp as we negotiate our own way through the challenges and difficulties we face in this life. James wants to make it really clear where the origins of those challenges arise, how we think about them when they do, and what we are to do in the face of them. In part of our scripture, those challenges are referred to as temptations. In other sections, it is tests. But when you look at the Greek, those two words come from the same root. When we think of trials and temptations, it is easy for us to think that those are God sent, God planned and delivered. But James wants to make it crystal clear that that is not the case. In fact, in scripture, it is often Satan, the adversary, that is playing that role. We see that with the serpent in Genesis and with Jesus' season of temptation out in the wilderness as he began his ministry. James wants us to know that God would never trip us up, would never put evil in our way or try to tempt us to sin. We humans do that to ourselves. Whether they are self-inflicted or not, our temptations, trials, and tests arise because of us, not God. God is on our side. God is never our adversary. We can become God's adversaries when we live and act in ways that are hurtful to ourselves and others, but that is not God's view of us through the proverbial camera lens. We are always God's beloved, even when we have so lost our way. God is always longing for, seeking our good and our life. Yet even though those tests and trials do not originate from God, James makes it clear that they are going to come. 
and that God will use them for good as they arise in our lives. Since God is on our side, always for us, never against us, God is always seeking to work for our good as we live this life. James invites us to see seasons of testing as good gifts because it is when we are challenged, when we struggle, that our faith's true colors come out and we are invited to grow and mature. James implores us to not try to get out of these seasons, to escape them prematurely somehow, but instead to let them do their work in us. So this summer, I signed up for an online strength program with a faith-based trainer. I've been at it for three weeks now, and if you think I'm walking a little funny this morning, you are not wrong. Between a leg workout on Friday and a sprint workout yesterday, y'all, I don't think I've run sprints since like my basketball last season of high school basketball. I'm a little sore this morning, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's pretty interesting what happens in our muscles when we are weight training. It's even more fascinating because there's a similar process that occurs when we face tests and challenges in the mental, emotional, and spiritual parts of our lives as well. So when greater than normal resistance is placed on a muscle, small microscopic tears occur in the tissue. This tearing disrupts our muscle cell organelles. It's a fancy science word that I learned today. That disruption activates satellite cells for outside the muscle fibers, which rush to the area of damage. These cells replicate, mature into grown cells, and fuse to our muscle fibers, forming new muscle protein strands. This process not only heals the damaged tissue, it makes it stronger so that it can support more resistance the next time it is tested. So in addition to doing some strength training this week, um, it has been soccer tryout week in our house and throughout the metro area. I won't get into the details here, but just know that it is a stressful and trying process that I really don't think is in line with God's intentions for our children. While we were able to shield Bryn from most of those dynamics, As the kids get older, that becomes more and more difficult to do. And I've watched Maya go through some physical, mental, and emotional testing that would not be my choice or my will for her this past week. Our preference is to shield our kids from what is hard or broken in the world, much like our God would long to protect us from it as well. Yet that is impossible if they are going to actually live in the world. So when they are tested, when they face things that threaten to tear them down, all we can do is come alongside them to help them process what they are going through and support them as they do. We pray for God to do the same. Together, we become like those satellite cells responding to muscle tears so that through the tests and challenges they face, They are both healed and strengthened and are able to face more resistance the next time a challenge comes their way. When we face tests 
trials, temptations, and we don't know what to do, God implores us to pray for help. To lean not on the things of this world, like prosperity and wealth that can wither away in an instant, but instead to put our faith and trust in God. James tells us God loves to help us, loves to send in those satellite cells from every corner that heal and strengthen us in the midst of trial, loves to heal and strengthen us so that we are even more ready to face what will come next. For our God is the God who gives every good gift, the God in whom there is nothing two-faced, nothing deceitful, nothing fickle, the God who is for us, not against us, the God who loves us and longs for life and more life for us all. As we move through the book of James this summer, we will be invited to put our trust in that God, to live our faith from the inside out, to continue to grow in strength and in purpose, no matter what comes our way. Amen. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to declare God's steadfast love in the morning and God's faithfulness by night. Let us proclaim our trust in God's faithfulness by giving our tithes and offerings. God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures high and low. 
creator of abundance, spirit of wisdom, may you use the gifts of the church and the gifts of our lives that your kingdom may come and your will be done through Christ. Lord of extravagant love, amen. Please be seated. Uh, so as you uh, prepare to head into this week, I'd invite you to pay attention um, to the ways God might send those satellite cells to you, right? Those places um, where you are feeling stretched thin um, or broken down, uh, the ways God responds um, to you and supports you and seeks healing over your life. I'd invite you as we prepare to come to this table to recognize uh, that the gifts we encounter here are some of those satellite cells uh, meant to provide healing and strength to us um, as we continue on our journey um, on the walk of faith. Um, these um, are gifts of God for you, the people of God, given to you by the God who gives every good gift. So let us prepare uh, to come to the table together. Pray with me. Holy Lord, you are good. From the beginning, you have been for us, not against us. Yet, Lord, we so often lose our way. We put our faith in things instead of you. We fall prey to temptations. We face trials and think we have to go it alone. But Lord, you are good. From the beginning, you have been for us, not against us. And so you gave us the most important gift of your son, Jesus, who came to heal us and strengthen us and make us whole. Lord, we give thanks that he let his body be broken so that we would know we are never alone in our brokenness, so that we would see the power of your healing love, your redeeming grace, that conquers what is death-dealing, that calls forth life and more life for us all. God, we ask you to send your presence here in our midst this day. Allow your spirit to fall upon these, your good gifts, and us, your beloved people as well. Heal us strengthen us and send us so that we may be part of the healing and strengthening of your world. It's in your name that we ask it. Amen. The Lord Jesus on the night of his arrest took bread and after giving thanks for it, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Friends, every time we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. Friends, these are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
you're invited to come forward. All is ready. We have uh, intinction, communion by intinction on this side and communion with our kits on that side. Uh, Jesus welcomes you here. The body of Christ broken for you. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, may these good gifts of your love and grace for us heal what is broken within. May they strengthen us and send us to be healing and strength out in your world. God, we thank you uh, for the gifts of this table. We thank you for the gift of being your people. Help us be a people with faith alive for you and for all. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen.
as we leave this place this day may we go knowing that our God is for us not against us may we go knowing that our God longs to offer us healing and strength longs for us to be part of the healing and strengthening of our world as you go may the grace of Christ attend you the love of God surround you and the Holy Spirit keep you this day and always amen securely for